Welcome to it. This is the Private Property Podcast and I'm your host, Sibs Machiela. Remember, we're here to talk about all things property with all of the experts in the game, of which I'm not one of them. I, I don't know very much, but I bring in the experts to tell us absolutely everything that we need to know and get you going on your property journey because here at Private Property, we love to connect you to the heart of property and we are doing just that today and we're actually unraveling the truth about breaking into the property market with an expert in the industry who's been in this property game for over 20 years. Javits, who is the CEO of Jarvis Property. Herschel, welcome. Thanks, Sips. Thanks for having me. Listen, I mean, 20 years in the game, Jarvis Property is one of the most successful, um, you know, companies in the property sector in South Africa. Tell me how it all got started. So the company actually just celebrated its 53rd birthday in May wow. of this year. So uh, my father started the business in 1969. And um, he grew the business and uh, I joined the business, in fact, roughly 25 years ago. And uh, we're still around and growing and thriving and, and, uh, and part of a, a very dynamic uh, country and a residential property market. Would you say you were like thrown into it or is it something you always wanted to do? Well, I think probably a little bit of both. I think there's kind of, you know, family businesses, there's always this like strong pull into the business, but I was lucky I had the opportunity to go out and, and, and uh, sort of create my own career and then come back into the, the, the family business and into property uh, at a later point. Herschel, so you obviously know a lot about what you're talking about coming from a property family and also having been in the industry for as long as you've been. Yes. Um, you were actually interviewed on a local news channel yeah. earlier on this year yeah. um, where you gave your opinion on the projected outlook on the property market in 2022. Yeah. We've now reached sort of the end of 2022. Yeah. You were quoted as saying uh, the outlook is stable depending on the interest cycle and consumer confidence. Has that changed now as the year has gone? Not really. In fact, I think that the, the property market continues to be uh, even more stable than I would have anticipated, given the, the, the number of interest rate increases we've had mm -hmm. and given the, the amount of the, the interest rate increases. So had you asked me at the beginning of the year uh, with virtually, I think, 3% interest rates have gone up, whether the market would have been as resilient as it is, I would have said probably not. So I think actually the, the, the market is better off given the circumstances, consumer confidence remains low, uh, inflation, food prices, fuel prices are putting pressure on consumers. So the property market, certainly in terms of volume of sales mm -hmm. and to a lesser degree in terms of price, price growth, has, has been very, very resilient. Which you wouldn't have expected. Yeah, exactly. 
Herschel, breaking into the property market as a real estate agent uh, or investor can be challenging at the best of times. You know, there's no money coming in necessarily, yeah. or when you think it's going to come in, it doesn't come in, you know, um, especially when it comes to new developments and sort of commercial properties. What are some of the factors that investors should keep in mind when they're now trying to enter this market? Well, I think you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head around investing in in commercial residential uh, 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 property. I mean, I think first you've, you've got to do your, your homework in terms of basic levels of affordability. So when you talk about investing in commercial property, you know, not necessarily even you know, commercial shopping centers. So your average investor doesn't have access to those kind of funds. But when you yeah. invest in a residential property, it may be a residential property, but it's a commercial investment. You're investing for a capital return and you're investing for a yield which is based on the rental that, that you, you're going to receive. Yeah. But you, you do need to make that decision based on affordability. You do need to make that decision based on a, a long-term outlook. So any type of property investment is not like the stock market where you can try and get in and out in a, in a short period of time. It's, it's a lot less liquid. It takes a longer time to sell. Your transaction costs in and out of property investments whether they be commercial or residential are much higher. So I think you've really got to do that homework. You've also got to plan. There might be times when 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 your your investment isn't tenanted, whether it be commercial or mm. residential. So I, I think you've got to do your homework on what type of investing you're going to do, how much cash you're able to put in, how much funding you're able to, to raise from a bank, for example, or potentially from some investors if they believe in, in, in your investment idea. Mm. And then you've got a plan for, for some, some rainy days, whether it's uh, your, your investment not being tenanted as an example, or as we're seeing currently interest rates going up, which means yeah. that your, your repayments on your investments are going up as well. Saving for a rainy day put aside and planning as well as one could possibly mm. plan, when would you say is the time to really <laughs> kick, like throw in the towel and be like, this isn't working for me? So I, th I think, you know, as I said earlier, I think, and especially on the, on the residential side, but in all forms of property investment, you really have to take a longer term view of the investment. If you're going to invest in property now and find yourself under financial pressure within two or three years and having to sell your investment, the chances are you're not getting your money back. Mm. So throwing in the towel can really have some dire economic circumstances. And my advice would be plan and start small. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to buy your, your, your dream home or a large property investment or try and buy multiple properties. Start small and then slowly build yourself up. I'm glad you bring that up because, I mean, you've got a lot of expertise behind you. So you've seen these things happen all of the time. Mm. What would you say are the pros and cons of now going into, you know, investing in commercial or residential property? So I think that the, the, the biggest advantage of going into residential property is that your entry level can be really, really low. 
So depending on where you live, depending on what you can afford, depending on what type of investment you're looking for in the residential market, you can get into the residential market for as little as three or 400,000 Rand. You can find a property, depending on where you are, that you can buy for, let's assume 500,000 Rand, and that you can then rent out. And on residential, depending on issues like affordability and the mm. position of the property, um, it's probably a little easier to raise finance from a bank than it is for a, a commercial property. Commercial property obviously has a lot of appeal. It probably sounds like a far sexier investment, but it's very difficult to get into because the scale of commercial investments, whether it's a shopping center or uh, an office building or the the, the initial financial investment that you require mm. is significantly, significantly high. And as I said, even if you're investing in commercial, in residential property, it is a commercial investment because you're investing for a return. So for, for, for sort of most people, the opportunity to invest in commercial property, other than in the listed sector, which is not directly in bricks and mortar, is very limited. Mm. But the opportunity to, to start with a small residential property that you can then rent out and get a return and build on, is is accessible and is possible so for young people who've maybe thought they're priced out of the investing or um you know buying a property even if it's just a home for themselves they don't necessarily yeah. want a yield out of it but there's you know when you look at the affordability and you do the calculations and yeah. you think oh i must win the powerball first yeah. before i'm able yeah. to do any of these yeah. things what would you say to those people I would say to them, you know, the, the analogy I always use is when you get your first paycheck or you've managed to save some money and you can't buy your dream sports car as a first car, it doesn't mean that you don't buy a car. It yeah. means you buy a cheaper car and eventually over time you pay that car down and you might be able to use that car as a deposit on a on a on a better car when you're earning more money. And I, I, my advice would be the same on 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 property is that there's never a good time and there's never really a bad time. I think the best time to invest in property is is now and specifically now in, in South Africa, even though interest rates are high, property prices, properties are very well valued. Prices are not going up significantly. The banks are still lending very positively. So look for a start, look for a small property that you can invest in. And the beauty of property investing is that as the value goes up, and you pay the, the 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 debt down if you're able to to raise a, a bond with the bank. Mm -hmm. So you can start to use that equity in that property to potentially buy a second property and over time a third property. So that's the that's the the the, the real advantage of, of investing in bricks and mortar and, and residential property. And start small and slowly build yourself up. But make sure. And my advice to potential investors is. If investing in a property means that you can't afford to buy uh, new sneakers every month or eat out at a restaurant every week, invest. If it means it's going to put pressure on you putting food on the family or paying school fees, or paying for, your school fees for your children, think smaller or accumulate some more savings and wait, but start small and build yourself up. But start. Start. Always, exactly. always start always and start, start now. Exactly. Exactly. Got you. Herschel, I mean, you run one of the biggest family businesses in South Africa. Off the top of your head, give us a few characteristics of like what it takes to really be a successful real estate um, practitioner in this country right now. I think, firstly, um, you've got to look at as real estate as a, as a career opportunity uh, around rewards, around recognition around your retirement no different to any other career whether it be in medicine or law or engineering or, or a, an artisan skill so you've got to look at it as a career that you're going to build over time 
the advantage, I guess, in, in, in becoming an estate agent, you don't necessarily have to study for six years or five years. You don't necessarily have to go to university. But what, what you really need is, is passion. What you really need is, is, is a strong commitment to yourself uh, and to your clients and, and to the company that you, you, you work for. Um, I think, once again, as I said, you, you need to take a, a longer-term view that you're building a career. I think sometimes the perception is for new entrants is, is that it's quick and easy money, mm. and, and it certainly isn't. Um, and I think, once again, if you've got strong interpersonal skills, um, if you use your, 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 your common sense, and like every career, if you're passionate and committed it, you can make a, a, a really, really good uh, a career in real estate. Herschel, before I let you yeah. go, I have, so you speak a lot about brick and mortar. This yes. is completely like, I'm not supposed to ask him this, but I'm curious. Yes. Um, but there are a lot of like, you know how the houses in America are built, like yes. almost prefab with yeah, the wood yeah. and the filler yeah. stuff they put yeah. in the walls. Yeah. Do you think we're headed in that direction at any point? Well, you know, the, 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 there is an argument when you look, when you look how quick it takes, for example, to build a house with a wooden frame and prefab and, you know, Americans can get houses up in, 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 in months. Yeah. Whereas, you know, even 90 small, days, 90 days, even small homes in South Africa, you know, bricks and mortar and, and concrete foundations take, take a, a, a lot longer. But I, I think it comes down to, uh, you know, materials. So access to, to timber and, and, and the resources, uh, that you need to build either a brick home or a, uh, uh, or live uh, in a container. Uh, or, or live in a container. Um, I think it comes down to 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 cost, and I think it comes down to also the, the industry. So you know, ac access to those materials, and and I guess how we do things. But there isn't any specific reason, whether it be climate or other, that we couldn't start to build houses a lot quicker using different materials. But do you think South Africans are going to stick to the brick and mortar for a while? Yeah, we, we haven't really seen, other than potentially some you know container-like properties, we haven't really seen a, a growing trend. Um, and, and South Africans, I guess it's like, it's what you, it's what you used to, you know, mm. even when I'm, when I'm, when I have been to American in people's homes, it always seems so odd when you're knocking on the walls and, and, and you can kind of almost put your elbow through <laughs> yeah. it, you know? So it's what we're used to and what we think is quality versus what other opportunities there are out there. Thank you so much for answering that for me. I've always been quite curious yeah, about yeah. whether or not it would be sustainable in our particular environment, yeah, but yeah. It, they all seem very flimsy also. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Listen, yeah. Herschel, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, very enlightening. And I hope you have a wonderful 2023. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me and to you too, sis. Absolutely. Listen, that's all we've got for you today on the Private Property Podcast. I will be back with more tomorrow evening. Good night. Thank you.